0: Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Taboo Talks Hotline. I am your host, Melissa James, creator of Sweet Tea Tea, a taboo concierge service connecting you to different brands, products, and events that society has deemed inappropriate. So this is the episode you have all been waiting for where I spill the tea on what it is like to go to a fetish event for the very first time. Before we get into the details of the event, um, we do need to, like, do a little rewind um, to COVID times, you know, when everyone made the jump into TikTok and there was this, like, joke going around at how al- accurate the algorithm is. And, you know, I didn't really think anything of it. I joined the app. I made a personal account just kind of wanted to see what was going on and Naturally, my For You page was being filled with, like, TikToks of spirituality, delusional tarot, and astro-projection, and, like, the occasional mental health, how to leave a narcissist videos. You know, it was pretty PG, if you will, until, I don't know, a couple months go down the road, and I started receiving kink-related videos um, specifically targeted towards, like, a role, if you will, in the BDSM lifestyle. And this really took me by surprise. I kind of felt seen sexually for like the first time ever. And I probably watched the video 20 times. So naturally, that meant like, you know, I was getting targeted more in videos and I kept getting intrigued. But then I was like, wait a second, I want to keep my personal page a little bit more not work related, I guess you can say. So when I started um, the blog, the page for the blog, <laughs> Um, I was like, okay, if the videos come targeted again, I'm going to take this seriously and see if this is actually for me. I don't know why I needed uh, TikTok to validate that, but that was my thought process. So start the account for the blog for you page naturally started with boudoir videos, then lingerie brands, and then the kink. And then eventually, shortly after the kink stuff came on, there again was this targeted role. So I actually brought it up to a friend of mine, and he suggested that I go over to the BDSMtest.org and see if this roll comes up in any of my matches. And lo and behold, 98% match goes this BDSM roll. And I'm sure you guys are dying to know what this role is. However, I've decided, at least for the time being, I'm going to keep this to myself. I am typically an oversharer, but I feel like this is something that I want to keep private and explore a little bit more and get a better understanding before I share it with the world or decide to just not share it at all. But anywho. We're still in COVID. This is going on. And there was pros and cons to finding out that, like, I wanted to explore this role because with the COVID restrictions, I couldn't go to play parties. I couldn't, like, get out there and explore. And this actually forced me to get on the internet and do research. So obviously Google is a great tool. And then I also followed like all the videos that were coming on my FU, FU page, <laughs> FU page, FY4U page. Oh my God, that's funny. Um, I followed the accounts and people who were like practicing this role and giving their perspective and how they sort of play in it. Um, and to me, that was cool. I can see what other other people are experiencing, Um, but I wouldn't put all my educational eggs in that basket, if you know what I mean. We all know that COVID was a bit of a cock block, Um, and once those restrictions were done, I was ready to go out there and explore. But I do wanna give a little 411 that I definitely have a bit of social anxiety. So when I was researching a party, I... Felt like I needed something that had the play aspect, but also something else to lean on, like just in case if I got nervous or didn't want to play, there was that another social part that I could partake in, if you will. So I decided to settle on this party called Take a Trip which they describe as a party that combines high underground sounds and fetish themes for an erotically charged series of events. So essentially this was like a fetish theme rave where you can kind of play, kind of dance, and just explore the scene a little. I personally find this to be an important detail to the story, but y'all might find it a TMI overshare, and that's okay. This is taboo talks. We're just going to go with it. Basically, I had a stressful autumn season. I moved house in September, finished my uni degree in October, and then I was kind of going through some like family major, major family issues here. And I don't know about y'all, but when I'm stressed, the IBS likes to come. And uh, that pretty much caused me to lose a ton of weight in a short amount of time. And since I am who I am and apparently love a good self-sabotaging moment, I waited until the very last second to figure out an outfit. And I think that I had this like delusional confidence of like, oh yeah, I'm a lingerie blogger. I just graduated from, you know, lingerie design degree. I totally have this covered. And let me tell you, um, did not once take into account that I lost weight and perhaps my clothes wouldn't fit. Two hours before this party started, I was in my bedroom having what am I going to wear meltdown, which I am sure, unfortunately, many of you can relate to. And I was just feeling incredibly stupid for not taking the time to sort this out beforehand. Like, I did everything that I could to try and calm myself down. I did a meditation. (laughs) I reverted back to the website, wanted to double check the dress code, um, which was fetish and latex attire. Um, and determined not to like let this affect me. I was like, okay, let me see what is trending in the fashion world and was like, okay. I decided on the like peekaboo thong trend because again, lost weight. The pants that I had were too big. So um, I decided on this like wet look commando legging, Um, the patent, the faux patent leather ones that are super cute. Um, they were about a size and a half too big, and I was like, okay, this would be cute to like pair over the strappy bottoms that I wore from um, my first lingerie party back in two thousand eighteen. Uh, it's by Savannah Lingerie, and it's like this cute, like harnessy, but like trendy as well. And was like, okay gonna do that the straps will appear out of like the pants that are bagging and like this was November so it was cold obviously need to wear pants to the event and then put on the matching bra and then decided that I was gonna wear this like sheer mesh dress that you know while I got there I would like tuck in and make it a shirt and then when I got to the event I was like all right I'll take off my pants and like have this cute look going on the idea was there but the execution Y'all, I decided that (laughs) I needed to take the bus there and Uber home because, like, my logic must have been saving money now that I'm no longer on the parental payroll, like, got to pinch a few pennies, if you know what I mean. And on the bus... Stand up, my pants are basically on the ground. I'm like looking like a disheveled mesh. This dress is like coming out, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what the hell is happening? And I stand up and I put my hands in my coat pocket, and I'm like, fuck, I forgot a damn purse. You know, my AirPods are in there, my wallet, my phone, my keys, like what was my thought process on this like was i gonna hang up my coat and like walk around with my stuff like a damn clown like can i juggle for you um like just felt so stupid the outfit was just a hot mess and then i had this coach situation and i was like great this is this is not this is this is not it guys looking back i probably should have taken this as a sign from the universe to mosey on back home But I decided to continue on this journey, I was committed, Um, and at that point the bus had, like, dropped me off in, like, the middle of nowhere Brixton, and I was like, well, I need to, like, walk with conviction at this point, because if I've learned one thing of living in the sketchy parts of LA, it's just walk with direction and nobody will fuck with you but that sort of confidence had a stranger frame com- stranger frame stranger friend come up to talk to me and be like hey are you going to the take the trip party and i was like yes i am and they were like cool let me walk with you and You know, this would have been great because like I, by myself, this is a vulnerable sort of scary situation, except like nowhere in this process, too, did I even think about talking to another human being. Like, I thought I'd go there, be a fly on the wall and observe a little bit and then make the decision if I wanted to talk to people. Nowhere in this was first thing, outfit shit show. Second thing, talk to a stranger. So we get inside and I have a little bit more of a panic. I realize that I'm gonna look like the most conservative person in the room because I got the jacket situation. And this friend was like, hey, let's go put our stuff in the changing room. And uh, another wave of anxiety went. I was like, the changing room? Oh my God, the changing room. Like, as if that was (laughs) the issue of like, can't go into the changing room. Like people might be playing inside like, inside the venue, but the changing room, no, 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 that's where I crossed the line. So they went to the changing room, and I decided to order myself a tequila and ginger beer to calm the nerves. Once I ordered my drink, they went to the changing room, they got a drink, and then once we were settled, we went into the dance floor where stranger friend had more friends. And of course, those friends were dressed in beautiful lingerie, and my already anxious self decides to get even more anxious because like the jealousy of looking at them and they were definitely in like asian provocateur honey burdette, because they looked absolutely stunning and i could feel this like wave of jealousy and regret come up and i was like okay i need to leave the group because i do not want like you know to be the eeyore of like woe is me and uh decided that i'm gonna revert to the original plan of going to be a fly on the wall in the corner of the dance floor so i get to like a space where it's just me and i kind of like look over my shoulder and i see there's a ton of equipment now i definitely again the anxiety the social anxiety and then like going back to like what i had read and like watching people you got to make sure it's consensual i start doing these like weird like turns to see what is going on because i'm interested but at the same time i didn't want to be the creepy girl and i was just like at this point okay like melissa you (laughs) finish the drink call this an experience and go home because clearly like we we need to like sort out the nerves here and i'm sipping on the drink trying to just vibe with the music composing myself and of course in this process where I finally like let go and I'm feeling it, somebody decides to come up and talk to me. And y'all, this man was wearing a latex kilt. And if you know me on a personal level, you know that like my dream fantasy man is a wealthy Scottish guy that owns a castle And comes to save me from, you know, my mundane problems and allows me to spend my days wearing lingerie, just lounging around in this beautiful castle. And I will deny this part of me till probably the day I die except I'm sharing this on the internet but there is definitely a girl in me that you know loves a good fantasy and started projecting this onto this man that I've never even you know spoken to. Um, As soon as I laid eyes on him I'm like yes, latex kilt, dream castle, we got this. Um, Totally was thinking he was my knight in shining latex, you know? But I remember, guys, I was not prepared to talk to other human beings. So when he came up to me, it is definitely a little blurry. Like, I really hope that we exchange pleasantries, names. I'm pretty sure we talked about like what we do for work and but like literally the only thing that could come out of my mouth because I'm an oversharer and like word vomit was like the disaster of my outfit without even realizing that that was like an invitation for him to be like yeah so what are you looking for let me see this outfit and instead of communicating like a mature adult of like okay hey by the way I'm celibate which I probably should have you know done a few things before like working my way up to the sex party, rather than just going from celibacy to a sex party, um, and being like, hey, I'm anxious, and hey, like, I'm sorry that I just said this to you, but this is not what I'm looking for. No, my reaction was to give the guy crazy eyes until he politely walked away. And that, my friends, was the moment I knew I had to go home. So, (laughs) took the last sip of my drink, started laughing, Ad called an uber and was like okay this was an experience let's take the l learn from it because the party itself was amazing like clearly like everybody was kind and inclusive and like you know i just personally had a little bit more anxiety than i definitely should have handled that a little bit better and been more prepared on my end. But I will say, in the Uber home, I wound up ordering the book from Dr. Justin Lamiller. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, but it's um, called Tell Me What You Want. And it's basically about a book about sexual fantasies and um, statistics on that. So, like, helping you feel less alone in what your fantasies are, essentially. Um, so, at least <laughs> I did some work leaving. So that, my friend, is my story on my first fetish event. Now, I thought it would be a good idea to like bring in some other stories from other people because clearly I have social anxiety, but other people who wanted to go for the first time don't necessarily suffer with that same thing. So I asked a few of you to give some responses about your first time, and I'm going to share them with you. So... This is from a friend, female, 24, who went to their first party with somebody they knew. Um, seeing I went alone, I thought it would be cool to like share with you guys about experience of what it's like to go with somebody. So they shared with us, I had been curious about sex parties since a close friend of mine went, so decided to go with one of our mutuals. I wasn't particularly close with this person, but decided to go anyways. It was an experience. Seeing what was happening there made me think a lot about my own sexuality and what I enjoy sex-wise. I also kept thinking about the person I'm seeing and how much fun we have together. That's kind of cute. Essentially, I would describe it as an experience that triggered a lot of thought about my sexuality turn-ons and offs in sex and my own sexual and love life, but I don't feel the need to explore these parties further. One thing I wish I had done beforehand is set boundaries with the person I had gone with. I wanted to leave a bit earlier than her, but didn't want to leave her alone almost wish we had a larger group this way i could have left early without feeling guilty and she could have continued the night exploring her desires thank you so much friend for sharing that really appreciate it um and i think this gives you guys some perspective on what it's like to go with somebody else um before we conclude the podcast i want to give you some tips on what i wish i would done differently so tip number one definitely decide what you're wearing at least a week before you go have this all sorted out Um, this way you're not putting this extra amount of pressure on yourself for the big day quote unquote Um, it is a sex party so it's already a vulnerable position to be in ha 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 and it's like that saying if you look good you feel good and this is one of those situations where you know what you put on your body can make or break your experience so trust me on this figure it out now Before you decide on what you're wearing, double, triple, quadruple check the website and make sure that your outfit matches the dress code requirements. Um, These events are pretty big on uh, vetting at the door and making sure that you're adhering to the dress code because um, if you don't meet their standards, you you probably don't understand what consent means. Now that you've double, triple, quadruple checked the dress code, um and you're still lost on what to wear where to buy it i'm gonna give you a few tips so my favorite brands kink brands are definitely voyeur x which is a fetish leather brand and let me tell you the leather is so soft and i just love how they mix these like masculine elements with feminine touches it's just i i love it Um, the other brand that is great for bondage is Colette and and Sebastian, and then obviously I wore Savannah lingerie to the event. So those are three, like, more luxury brands, if you will. And then if you're looking for latex on the cheaper side, I suggest checking out Honor Clothing. They always have sales going on, and it's just a great, like, introductory to the scene brand. Oh, and with the outfit make sure you bring a purse because you don't want to be like me with the fucking clown juggling your stuff in front of people. Like, nope, bring a purse. This way you can check what you need to check in the changing room. Tip number two, remember it's okay to talk to people. Like, this is a play party and it's more than okay to like go up to a stranger and be like, hey, my name is so-and-so. Why are you here? Or like, vice versa letting somebody come up and talk to you. Um, you know, seeing I made a friend even before I went to the venue, like is clearly that this is a mingling experience. And if you're prone to social anxiety like me, maybe do some research, have a few prompts um of like, you know, small talk and medium talk, so that this way if you get a little overwhelmed, you've got a few questions in the back of your head that you can revert to. And not end up looking like a deer in the headlights or giving crazy eyes till they politely walk away. Um, And yeah, like, oh, and the other thing with this is communication. Like, that is key. Have in mind what you know you want from the experience and be okay to communicate that. And if it's not to play and it's just to make friends and to, like, get to know the scene, which was clearly what I was going there to do, be able to communicate that, like, Definitely, you know, (laughs) communication, guys, communication. Tip number three, um, obviously I was transparent that I did have an alcoholic beverage while I was there. And even though alcohol can make us feel more free, it can also cloud your judgment. So know your limits and... I want to word this slightly because this is also a controversial thing, but um, you know, knowing your limits and not drinking past that because you don't wanna be the dr- drunk person who has no idea that they're violating somebody else's boundaries. And you also don't wanna be the person to be taken advantage of because if you are drunk, you cannot consent to like sexual activity. So um, keep that in mind, guys. Tip number four, embrace the moment. Don't worry so much about what other people are thinking. Get outside your head. Don't judge yourself. Don't judge other people. Don't overthink it. This is the place to explore yourself consensually. Like, have fun with it. Why I didn't think of this in the first place, I don't know. But like, you know, explore yourself. Um, Another friend of ours, female 29, beautifully described her first party experience as an experience to be remembered for life. Felt like a kid in the candy shop that one of my biggest fantasies, voyeurism, could be fulfilled without shame. All right, guys, and that is a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I would be forever grateful if you can follow, subscribe, rate it, give me some feedback, even if it's shit. Like, let's make this a better thing. Um, and if you have any questions that I didn't answer, I am happy, as long as it's respectful, I'm happy to answer it. So you can DM me at Taboo Talks Hotline on Instagram or shoot me an email at tabutonicgmail.com. At so, what do you say? Same time next Tuesday? Cool, we'll talk then.